Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Ro and I'm the host of the Women in Strength podcast. And thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. Now, I'm going to be talking about programs, making changes with programs, um, and how to go about it and some tips and, and advice when you're making changes with programs, products and services and all that kind of stuff. Now, this podcast has very much been fueled by conversations that I've been having with my clients um, because a lot of them are either coming out of restrictions, in restrictions still, um, or naturally coming towards the end of the year and wanting to have a look at potentially making some changes with what they're actually offering in their business. So it's very much fueled by the health and fitness scene in Australia. Um, So with the start of October... And gyms in Sydney come out of lockdown next week, which is so freaking awesome. I'm so excited for them. Um, gyms in ACT, Canberra, they should be coming out in the next kind of couple of weeks as well. Um, unfortunately for us here in Melbourne, Victoria, we are still in lockdown and fingers crossed we should be coming out in another month. But, you know, we'll kind of believe it when we see it, to be quite frank. But anyway, you know, even though that's really rough and it's been a very long time, um, you know, I'm still encouraging so many people, whether you're still in lockdown, to really be considering what you're doing with your programs, with your products and services, and if this is still working for your clients and yourself and overall your business. So coming towards the end of the year, into the end of the year, the last quarter of the calendar year, it's naturally quite a reflective you know, time for a lot of business owners. Um, and I think when there is like changes, whether it's, you know, events that happen in your life or, you know, obviously lockdown has been a big change. I think it's a pivotal time to really stop and consider, are my products, services and programs still working for my clients? And are they still, you know, fitting for the outcomes that you're after? So, when we are right now, so coming in the start of October, um, a lot of my clients, as they're going back into face-to-face training sessions, you know, there has been a lot of things happen in lockdown that has made us as coaches and business owners really stop and think about where we're at online and how that might be involved in our business. Now, I'm not saying you have to include anything online. You know, there are very much coaches and businesses that face-to-face is what they prefer and that's what they're going to include in their business. Um, But for so many coaches as well, you know, 
being at home and having a bit more quote unquote freedom um, with their time has allowed them to reassess their lifestyle and where they're wanting to go with their career in the future and look to include ongoing online alongside face to face. And I think it's just, you know, with this big shape shake up of lockdown, I think it's important to not ignore that and see, you know, how it's been working, what have been the benefits of it, what have you enjoyed, what have you not enjoyed. So I myself am going through that reflection process of, okay, are our programs still fitting? Are they still the things that are going to help our clients get towards their outcomes? Um, and I'm the stuff that I'm going to be talking about today on today's episode is very much what I'm going through as a business owner as well. So number one thing that I want to kind of open up with when it comes to making changes is the reason that we can make changes, I like to always think about making changes as a two-prong approach. I am a client-centric business, meaning that everything in my business is driven around the needs of my clients. And when I look at my clients, observe what they're after, you know, look and listen, they are very much going to tell me, not necessarily like, you know, coming to me verbally, but by the actions, by the questions, by observing their results and all this kind of stuff, they, they are going to tell me what they're after. They're going to tell me what they need. And they're also going to tell me if they have evolved. So the, the, the first point I want to open up is that when you're making changes, you need to understand from both the client point of view, but then also the coach, business owner, the back end, you know, the actual business ownership, how that is going to impact your business. So for me, as an example, um, it's, you know, for those of you that follow me that have been listening to this podcast, it's no secret that I'm wanting to move my gym, open a bigger gym. Um, I've been wanting to do that since 2020, but with lockdowns and restrictions and all that kind of stuff, I just have not felt that it's been an appropriate time for me to make any moves. So it's going to be 2022 by the time I get into a bigger gym. Um, and I'm in the process of going, are my current programs, the ones that I offer for my clients, are they still fitting? And there's a lot of cool things that have happened for my community. Um, by the time early, you know, February next year, we would have been in our current facility for five years. Um, I've been running businesses in the health and fitness space for nine years now. And the people that I'm working with have evolved. They have grown as, you know, as people, they've grown in their interest, their training age has increased. Um, there's so many qualities that they've built through ongoing training that, it's not that our programs aren't working. They're very much, we've been running the same programs with small little changes for five, over five years now. Um, I was also doing the same programs um, prior to opening my facility. And yeah, it's worked really, really well. The clients have got amazing results from the programs that we're offering. The business itself has done really well with the current programs. But I'm taking this natural change, which will be the start of the year, the movement of facility to go, you know what, I actually think that we can be doing some other stuff because our clients are telling us that they want some other stuff by their actions, by their vibe and all this kind of stuff. So for me, that's a big driver and wanting to change the programs. Now, on the other side, when I'm changing the programs, you know, it's a little daunting to go, we've got something right now that is not broken. It's not wrong. It's not that it's not working. It's working fantastic. We're still getting great results. The business is still having amazing revenue from it, all that kind of stuff. There's been win-wins on both sides. But I really believe in being proactive in terms of business ownership and proactive with our clients and really, you know, casting my eye to see what they might need. And it can be daunting to make changes when nothing is broken. But in saying that, like 
our clients are different now. You know, they are more autonomous in their training. Um, they really enjoy, you know, making decisions for themselves. They really want to understand what they're doing and why. They like to have input into their training. They like to lift consistently. We're not dealing with some of the problems that they came to us for originally, things like routine, consistency, frequency. Like those were a lot of things when we first became a facility you know, not knowing how to lift and all this kind of stuff. And of course, we have still got those things that ladies still struggle with. But because of the systems and because of the community that we've got, like those things are just a part of everyday things that we do in our programs now. So we're wanting to incorporate these this evolution that they've gone through and start to put that into our program. So that's the first thing is really looking at your clients, looking at your community, because they're going to help drive it. Um Now, a segue into the next part is that when we are making changes, we have to consider what are going to be the benefits for our clients and what are also going to be the benefits for our business and what also might be the drawbacks for our clients and what also might be the drawbacks for our business. I really believe in searching for both sides and having a well-rounded position before we make any changes. And that's not to say that the pros must outweigh the cons or anything like that, but let's just say you went into a decision and the cons were outweighing the pros, like at least because you've identified what the cons might be, we can sit there, see it for what it is, recognize it, and then put, you know, provisions in place so that the cons don't become cons or, you know, things don't happen because we've actually had foresight planning around that. So when we're making changes in our program, really consider how this is going to impact from the both benefits and drawbacks for both clients and the business. Um, because it's going to point you in the right direction of where you might need to spend some more time um, to come up with plans, strategies, systems, so that you don't go into making changes and it actually becomes a change that is not beneficial or actually puts you further back as a business owner. Okay, so you want to look at the you want to look at the impacts and the impacts that the impacts that you want to look at are for clients. Obviously, how does it benefit them? Um, what are they going to get out of it? How might, um, how is it going to impact them financially? How is it going to impact them in terms of availability? Um, how is it going to impact, you know, their their results in the health and fitness sense? Because that's why they're coming to us. And then we were looking from a business point of view. We want to look at the impacts in terms of the t- in terms of the time load. We want to look at the like the overall load. We want to look at how it's going to impact your staff, how it's going to impact you as the manager, you as the person that's making decisions for the business, what's going to be the mental load associated with it. Is it going to be easier? Is it going to be harder? You also very much want to look at the impacts on your finances. You want to look at your revenue. Is it going to increase your revenue? Is it going to, you know, reduce your revenue? Um, And if it's going to reduce your revenue, then what are you going to do with other products and services or programs to? potentially make that shortfall shortfall um but in saying that if you're going to make changes to your programs like you know it's not going to be a smart decision for you to be making changes and then you know it's going to be negatively impacting your real revenue we want to be either making the same or making more through some of these changes right um so i think that's really important to look at the impacts both from a positive and negative point of view so that you can make really well-rounded decisions going forward Um, so the next kind of part from here is you very much need to be looking at your numbers when you're wanting to make changes in programs. So for example, um, I actually had a meeting last week, like a few days ago, um, with my staff and we had a really, really open discussion around what I want to make 
changes. So I had done all my brainstorming. I've been sitting on making changes for a very long time. And I was in a position where I could present those ideas to my staff because my staff are part of my business. They are, you know, they are the people on the floor. They, you know, they contribute so much. So of course I want to bring them into the equation and I want to bring them into the the brainstorming process. And I proposed what I thought and we had a bit of a discussion, what we thought would work, what we think might not work. And now from that, because the ideas are there, I now have to go and really start looking at the numbers. So that's the next piece of the puzzle when we're making changes in the program. So I'm going to be looking at our current revenue, our current clients, you know, how the current programs are impacting the business, what it's looking like in terms of profit margins, you know, obviously monthly, quarterly revenue as it is now. And then I am creating and I'm having a look at like in my head, making these new programs like they already exist. So when I'm wanting to make changes, I am like in my head thinking about it like I've done it. And then I'm creating, I'm then I'm like painting color to the picture, so to speak. So next part will be to go, okay, these are the new programs. These are the changes. These are the pricing changes. These are the inclusion changes. Um, this is the investment load that it's going to take from a time point of view and also like a staff expense point of view. And then I'm having a look at overall, when I think about the changes, how is that going to impact the business from a numbers point of view? So I really encourage you when you're making changes in your program, don't just make changes and put a price tag to the new change of your program or change some inclusions and then Bob's your uncle. You need to look at the whole picture. You need to really look at like, all your current clients, have a look at how the current programs have been working for the last you know, year, look at your revenue that's been brought in every single quarter, and then really do the same thing for your foresight with your new programs and really paint color to what's coming for the next programs. Because that's going to give you details on okay, cool. This is what the, this is what it's actually going to look like when we make these changes. This is how many clients we need to have to have the same amount of revenue or these are, do we need to have more or do we need to have less because the programs have been taken up in terms of pricing. So you really want to go in deep around, this is the model with my changes. These are the new products, services, and programs. This is how many clients I need. This is the price tag in which we're going to do. This is the capacity number. This is what it's going to mean in terms of revenue coming through. And this is what it means. means it's going to be in terms of profit margins when I take expenses off like do your numbers based on you having sold out your programs so that you know what you're working towards basically okay so you know these are the first kind of things when you're making changes to your programs is don't just go and go yeah cool I'm going to change it this is the price and then roll it out paint so much color so to reiterate those points number one it's looking at like looking at your current clients what do they need? Observe them. What are they after? What can you perceive that they need in terms of like foresight planning, right? How can you help them continue to push forward with health and fitness? And how can your programs um, facilitate those changes? So look at why you're doing it. Second point is look at the benefits and the drawbacks to both your, your clients, your current clients, and also the benefits and drawbacks to the business, What's the benefits for the clients? What's the drawbacks for the clients? Does this mean they're going to have, you know, more available time to come into sessions because, you, because you've got gym access now? Is this going to mean that they can book into more sessions? But is the drawbacks that they're going to have less touches with you, the client? Is the drawbacks that they're going to have less personalized, you know, accountability or whatever it might be? 
And when you're looking at the benefits and drawbacks, like you then want to go, okay, these are the things, but how does this apply to my clients? The same thing, the benefits, drawbacks as a business owner, what are the benefits from like a business point of view, a systems point of view, a load point of view, a revenue point of view, capacity numbers, all that kind of stuff. And what are the drawbacks? And so when you get that wide picture, you can then go, oh, okay, cool. I need to plug some holes here. I need to bring some more information, or you might be happy with that information and still want to push forward. Um, And then third point there is looking at the impacts. So treat the changes of the new programs that you're wanting to create and like roll over in your business, treat it like it's already done and really, really like put numbers towards your new programs, comparing your new programs to the numbers that you already have, comparing your new programs in terms of a client perspective to the the programs you already have um, and really like allowing yourself to see both the, the before and after, so to speak. And if you like the change, so really, really think about having it set already and and considering it from there. Now, I hope that all makes sense to you and I hope that's giving you some stuff to think about. That's very much what I'm doing when I'm looking at making changes. I'm not just going in and going, yeah, cool, this is a new price, this is the inclusions and we roll it out. You want to like be like a devil on your shoulder and an angel on your shoulder and go, what are the good stuff and what's the shit that's going to fall over? And that's going to give you a lot more information. Now, when you're making changes in your programs, I like to think about making changes in phases um, because I'm a strength coach from the, you know, the crux of how I got into this, this industry. And I always think about any changes in phases and training blocks and anything like that. I was talking to my coaches when we had our meeting and, you know, based on when we actually want to move, I was like, if we think about this, guys, it's like one prep for a comp. It's like 12 to 16 weeks. And that's not long. Like it seems ages when we're going, we're in October and we're going to be moving in the first quarter of next year. Fingers crossed. You know, it seems like far away. But when you break it down and you think about the, you know, the days that you have off in Christmas and public holidays and clients going away and all that kind of stuff, we've got a good full 12 to 16 weeks uninterrupted. And that's not long, like things go so fast, powerlifting preps go so fast. So when we put it in those kind of terms, it's like, okay, cool, we really need to, you know, plan this and and getting our stuff going before we actually make those changes. And so when we're making changes for our programs and rolling it out, I like to do it in phases. So the first phase is all of that stuff that I've just talked about. It's organizing all the fucking details. It is like, you know, in your head, really being like thinking about it that you've already made the change. It's like looking in and visualizing your clients doing these new programs, your clients in the gym, what's the spatial awareness, how many numbers can you take, what's your capacity, how much is this going to bring in, you know, what do you do when a client is sick, what do you do when you're sick, like all of this kind of stuff. It's organizing all the details first. And I'm just not talking about the Canva slides and, you know, the promo post that you're going to put out, put out on Instagram, although that's, that's really important. And that's part of organizing all the details. I'm talking about all of the logistics of it, how it's going to run, what it's going to look like from week to week, what payments you need to change, what inclusions you need to um, update, what resources you need to create, what booking sheets you need to do, what apps you might need to include, blah, blah, blah. So you want to organize all the fucking details at the start. Okay. 
And you want to get that all done before you even start rolling out changes because I just think that it can get really fucking overwhelming when you are trying to make the changes and tell your current clients about it and you're not set and you're not certain on the things that you're doing. It, you know, If you're not clear on what you're doing and why and you try and roll this over for your clients and they've got questions, you're going to flounder. So the first part is getting really, really clear on why you're doing this, why it matters, how it benefits them what the change is going to mean for your current clients, what the changes are going to mean for your business, and then make all the admin, housekeeping, logistics, design, content, all that kind of stuff, make all those changes first. Because that's the hard part, right? When you've got that all done, you can then come with confidence when we're going to actually roll it over to our current clients. And then we're actually going to launch and market these programs um, through your social channels. Like that's the fun part. That's the easy part. And when you've got your shit clear, you can like really, really roll over these new products and services and programs through your social channels or however you choose to do it with like a genuine fucking excitement because you're not like scratching your head or stressed out of your brains because you're trying to get all the organization done first. So get the organization done first. And actually, just on a side note, I see coaches not do the organization first and want to get up on socials and want to talk on stories and, you know, give the teasers and all this kind of stuff about something's coming and they get fucking overwhelmed because they haven't done the hard yards. Like you need to do your shit first. Like do the boring matters, do the homework stuff first before you even get your ass up. Okay. So that's phase one. Um, and, you know, depending on how big the project is will depend on how much time you need. Like if you're doing program changes, honestly, I don't think you would need more than two to four weeks, quite frankly. Um, so it's just, knuckle down like fucking don't go out for some weekends like you're going to be working a bit more when you're organizing this stuff but the sooner you can get it done the sooner that we can start launching and we can start being excited about it so that's phase one phase two is then once we've got all the details I really think that it is important to be rolling out these changes with your clients first okay so if you've got a private Facebook group if you've got a membership site if you do I don't know, weekly catch-up sessions, whatever. It's letting them know that shit is going to change and not just like, you know, telling them it's going to change one day and then the rollovers happen next week. Like tell them first, like have a bit of a chill conversation, let them know that something's coming, then roll out an email or roll out some comms in a Facebook group and then follow up with them individually. Like, you know, a lot of people don't like change. And even if people are okay with change, like you still have to give people time to like sit and ruminate and then decide what's best for them as well. So phase two is rolling it out with your current clients. And doing that in like mini phases as well is one, letting everyone know as a whole that things are kind of happening. Number two, it's letting them know like the actual full details. So it might be an email that gets sent out or a PDF document that you've um, written up and that's included in a Facebook group. And then the third part is like following up with it individually. Like I just think it's so important to like touch base with your fucking clients and make sure that they know what's happening if they have any questions and help help like help them take, go through that process of making a decision. Like that's what we're here for, right? So that's the second phase is roll out with your current clients and get fucking confirmation. So let's just say you are starting your new programs and they were starting on the 1st of January. Like if it were me, I would be making changes like November, October, November. I would have all of my details either done or in the process of doing it. I would be letting them know come December, start of, no, start of December that things are changing. You know, we're starting at the 1st of January or whenever you choose to do it. 
Um, and through for those kind of two, three, four weeks is going through that process of one, letting everyone know, two, sending the email or giving them a PDF document and three, following up with them individually. Like it's just, to me, it's just fucking common sense. Like ask your clients, we are in a human services business. Like it makes sense to just make sure they're cool. Like I fucking, I adore my clients. Like if we didn't have clients, we wouldn't have a fucking business. So really give them what they need and give them the time that they need. Um, and then January things can roll over. So I'd be giving someone, you know, a two to four kind of week um, time frame in order to be okay with it and, and get the decisions. And if they were, if you were rolling over in January, I'd be getting decisions from them. Um, you know, mid-December, definitely before Christmas, if that was the time frame that you were doing, and then getting fucking hyped as shit so that you got your new stuff starting in January. Okay, so that's phase two is roll it over with your current clients. And then phase three is rolling it over with your audience. So website, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, if you choose to use all use that. Um, getting up on stories, letting people know that there are changes coming. And again, I would be doing that in many phases. And there's actually a full launch strategy that I teach with my clients. Um, and it's a four stage process and the launch strategy is dependent on, you know, their programs, but the phases are very much the same, but the logistics and nuances can be quite different. So phase three is letting your current audience know that there are changes and that you're excited and what the details are um, and when it's going to be starting and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, so that is phase three is then letting your audience know so that if they want to then join on, um, they have the details and they can make a decision. So, you know, when you're making these changes, don't throw everything at once for yourself because honestly, I see this. I'm working with um, some clients right now that are, you know, they're starting a mentorship with me and they want to make all the changes at once. And I get it. Like, I'm like that too, because I'm so fucking excited and I want to get it done. And I'm just like, wall back, wall back. Like, let's, I know, I know you want to go. I know it's been sitting in your head for ages, but you're not ready to just throw everything out at once. And then sure enough, when they try and do it all at once, they're like, oh fuck, I can't do it all at once. So Plan the shit in phases, right? Make your changes in programs in phases. Number one, organizing the details. Number two, telling your current clients. And then number three, rolling out through, you know, some sort of launch strategy, some sort of, um, you know, phases of putting stuff out there around what you're doing, who it's for, how can people get on board with the programs, and then selling the shit out of your new stuff. Because if you cannot get excited about your own fucking programs, then come on, like who's going to get excited about your stuff? And I really love to do it in these three phases rollouts because, you know, when you've done the first phases or all that organization, it's like you can just take that stress and overwhelm off. And then when you're selling to new clients or you're rolling over with current clients, like you can genuinely be excited about it because I fucking love my products and services, whether it's in the, in my facility, I'm like, I love our program so much. Um, although I'm so excited to make the program changes for next year. I love my programs that I offer in my mentoring business because I know the benefits. I know what could happen when people fucking, you know, go into these programs and put effort in. I know that lives can be changed by the shit that they're doing in their business. And when I've got the logistics sorted, I can genuinely get around 
fucking energy and like selling this shit and selling is an emotional response. Selling is just conversation. And I know that when I'm in quote unquote selling mode, I'm in conversation mode and I have the ability to be present with people um, when I'm having those conversations because I don't have to go, oh fuck, like, is that right? Is that the right price? Or what are the modules or whatever? So plan the shit out, you know, making changes is not, I want to make a change and then roll it out the next week. You have to put some thought towards these things. Okay, so I hope that's given you some stuff to think about. Um, Oh my gosh, I have so many people right now making changes in their business Um, and I'm making changes in my business, which I'm at the daunting phase. I'm at the scared phase and it's like nervous, scary. It's scared sided. I'm scared and I'm excited at the same time because it's natural when when you're making changes to, to be like that. Um, but I know that it's going to be best for our community going forward. And I know that it's the evolution for our ladies. So if you feel the same, if you feel scared and excited, please know that we all feel that that same way. I feel it as well, but that's not a reason to not do it. Um, so yeah, I hope you got some good pointers from that. And I hope you, you know, can make your changes in your program seamlessly and genuinely get fucking excited for what's to come. So thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon. Bye. Now, if you are needing more help and guidance, I have got four spots available for my monthly membership, which is called Success Society. Now, in Success Society, we have a core topic that we hit for one particular month, and it's always based on what the ladies in the membership are after. So for example, this month, we're doing lots of target-based stuff. We're doing KPIs. We're doing setting targets in place and really setting actions in which we need to be hitting in order to be hitting our business goals. Um, And in the membership, you guys have the ability to ask me as many questions as you want. We have a really, really um, engaged Facebook group in which the ladies are bouncing off, answering questions, asking each other questions, you know, really and truly in a capsule of women that are really here to push their businesses. So if you are needing more support, more help, you know, guidance as you're making changes, then jump onto my website. So womaninstrength.com.au. If you go to the tab at the top, it'll give you a little drop down for Success Society. Pop your details in there and then you'll be organizing a chat with me and we'll see if it's the right point and call for you going forward. All right, team. Talk to you soon. Bye.